0: This is Rick, a.k.a. Dr. Movie, starting the show off again. Uh, Took a little break from it. Took a break from everything, really. But uh, this is a show where I get to kind of stretch out my feelers a little bit and talk about some things I don't get to anywhere else. Uh, If you've listened to Dr. Movie in the past, or watched it, because you know I did more of a video format with this than anything else, this is kind of a return to another show that I had because as you can hear, I'm driving down the road. I spend a lot of time in the car, folks. That's just my life. And what better time to talk about movies than when I'm driving my car back and forth to work or gigs I'm playing or whatever the case may be. So I'm kind of combining the show Under My Wheels that I had back in the day. If you haven't checked that out, you can find them. It's archived somewhere. But uh, between Under My Wheels and the Doctor movie movie, Idea, And I'm kind of mixing those together to bring you this brand new spanking quality sealed show Yeah, and really I I had to jump in here with all the controversy that's going on With the new Halloween trilogy not just a movie the whole trilogy So I thought this would be a good time to talk about the second movie which is Halloween kills that I just recently watched I'll give you a little backstory I watched the 2018 Halloween when it came out and I was just like yeah you know it's okay you know uh, I like the whole idea of wiping out everything from episode two all the way to current time and saying you know this is where the story picks back up you you kind of uh, throw out all the other stuff and pretend it never happened, kind of like I wish they'd do with the last three Star Wars movies, but that's a whole different podcast I can talk about. But, uh, you know, I remember liking it pretty well. Uh, It was good to see Jamie Lee Curtis back in that role. Um, They switched the the script a little bit, you know, with all the booby traps and everything she does preparing for him. I thought it was pretty well done. I wasn't blown away by it, but it was a nice return. So, Halloween Kills, I just watched, I don't know, a week or so ago, and uh, I liked it all right. Uh, It's got its problems, of course. Uh, The whole uh, Anthony Michael Hall stuff, you know, growing up, and the whole evil evil dies tonight, they kind of run that in the ground, you know, but it's fun. Uh, You kind of get it. It's a little redundant. It's like, uh, yeah, we kind of ran out of an idea here. But I really think... And let's face it. This is the Michael Myers that we want. You know, his abilities to just wipe out everything. So I think as far as the graphic nature of the movie, it's more the Michael Myers that everybody is wanting. So um, I think that part of it really held up well. I think that there was a message behind it all, which I'm going to kind of get into that with all this. I, I really think there was a an underlying message they were trying to say through all three of these movies. And I think that's what people don't like about it. Um, but as far as the second movie, I didn't see near the negative responses as I have of the latest one, Halloween Ends, which I will follow up with after this one. Um, but I don't know. To me, all the red flags were there in this movie to kind of show where things were heading. Um, The whole idea of what an evil uh, personification can do to a society or, you know, just a small rural area, however you want to phrase it. Um, A lot of small towns are infamously known because of something that happened there. And does that town ever really recover, right? So that's kind of the whole deal with Haddonfield here in, in this second installment. And they really play on that. And that's why you've got townspeople that are so upset. It's like a rundown town. I always think of, like, you know, the Allentown song by Billy Joel of, you know, everything is left. There's, there's no manufacturing. There's no profitability. It's just kind of a sleepy little town that everybody says... We had a heyday, but it's long gone. It it, it really kind of feels like that. But people are out trying to still have fun on Halloween and celebrate, but, you know, lo and behold, on open mic night at the local bar, you know, uh, Anthony McElhall is going to get up and talk about what happened to him as a kid and how the legend lives on. And, you know, that just kind of brings everybody kind of back down again of, what this town has gone through and what else is going on. So, you know, it's a a weird turn because it's almost kind of a folklore thing, modern-day folklore that he's up here telling about. But it's still going on. So that's kind of the whole tie-in, right? Because all these years ago, this is what happened. Well, the evil's not gone. Or is it ever really gone? I think that's kind of the point of the whole movie is once that is ingrained into the society, they never really get over it. And I really feel like that's what they were trying to say with this movie. Could be totally wrong. just my take on it. Everybody's allowed to have their own opinions. Opinions, not opinions. Opinions. Because I just made up that word. But uh, it just seemed pretty heavy-handed. And the fact of you know, Living in a small town, would your town stand up to uh, a force of evil that's breaking down society? You would hope so. But what this really points out is you can get worked up in such a frenzy that you totally lose focus of what you're doing. You know, again, very big social statement, right? I'm not picking on any activist groups or anything like this, but just about every time. The intentions start off good, and then it gets way out of hand of where they end up. And I'm pointing at you all recent uh, activist groups that are currently been on the news or not. I mean, it just seems like the intentions start off good. Well, what they say? The road to hell is paved with good intentions. And you kind of lose sight of that. And the more power you get, the more and more you want. And the more you're willing to hurt people in your path to hold on to it. I really think a lot of that message is tied into this movie. Um, Look at how easy it was for our main character, if you want to call him that. I mean, it's kind of who you follow through the majority of the movie. is just constantly working up people into a frenzy of it's happening again. And it's going to end the night. Evil dies tonight. Like I said, you're going to hear that a bunch. Even working up people in an emergency room in the hospital to a point to where they're ready to attack anybody. You get an instance where this poor guy, obviously he's out in the open and should not be. He's obviously got some issues. He's either escaped from somewhere. I'm pretty sure he has. But he's running amok. And he's pretty harmless, but he looks creepy. Everything you need to chase down a person, right? And they actually see him driving a car at one point. I don't know if they actually see him, but it is him driving the car, and they think it's Michael Myers. So this whole buildup, while Michael is out doing his business, killing everybody in his path getting rid of the local neighbors the, you know, the, the gay guys that, the gay couple that's got the real nice house that was Michael's house growing up and they're scaring the BBGB's out of all the local kids by <laughs> ripping the story out and just saying, don't you know where you are? You know what the house this is? I actually kind of enjoyed all that. I thought that was a fun play um, but the problem is, is, yeah, you're in Michael's house, right? And that never ends up well um, but to the point of working up everybody in the hospital to a point to where they chase down this guy that they think is Michael, which is not and they're going to kill him no doubt about it they're going to kill this guy and Jamie Lee Curtis's daughter in the movie uh, realizes that obviously this is not Michael Myers she tries to protect him Locks him up in a room to where nobody can get to him, but he actually crawls out. It's like on the third four, third or fourth floor in the hospital, and he jumps to his death killing himself because he knows this is just throwing him into a total panic, and he knows these people are coming to kill him, even though he don't even really know why. And, you know, that that's pretty disturbing. But uh, the fact of, again, when a society can get itself worked up that you end up spilling innocent blood you're just so out of whack and so out of touch and not paying attention to what's going on that's what leads to these kind of things this is not that uncommon so the story being is how long does it take for us to become the monster even though there's a real evil out there we just end up absorbing that and becoming something else that's totally not ourselves and I kind of feel that's the gist of what I got out of that movie um Michael is brutal, no doubt about it. He is hashing and slashing and doing his business. And I do love the backstory with uh, the officer that confronted Michael Myers back in 77, 78. Pick your year. Halloween 2. Um, so, I do like the backstory and the fact of the need of revenge. Um, so, and you got some side stories going on with the granddaughter of Jimmy Lee Curse's character and the guy she likes, all that kind of stuff. I mean, and, and, you know, you just, you got to have more people for a body count, right? You get introduced to a, a couple that works at the hospital and, you know, course, they're going to get knocked off. So, but in the end of it, you basically got the whole town riding around in their cars with bats and shovels and pitchforks, just a regular old mob from back in the Frankenstein days hunting down a killer, and, uh, gonna do him in, and they do a pretty nice job, but as you and I know, evil never dies, so, by the end of it, Michael's pretty banged up, but he gets away, and it sets up the next movie, which just came out, which was really controversial, which is Halloween Ends. So, I'm going to cover that one on the next episode, but I kind of want to see what you guys think about this one. I, I really didn't mind this one. I, I've been kind of, just, I didn't hate it, I didn't love it with the whole trilogy. And I'm just kind of wondering where everybody else on, is on this, because I think I remember a lot of people not liking Halloween Kills, but I don't really see that big of a problem. Again, I think the message is heavy-handed, and it's not a, it's not as much of a popcorn flick as we would normally expect. And could be the problem, or it could be what ends up making it a classic from years to now. I don't know. I'm not saying that it will be. I'm just saying that it has that potential because people may watch this with a different set of eyes 10, 20 years from now and see something totally different. So, just like Halloween 3, right? Totally flop when it came out. Now it's a classic. You never know, right? All right, folks. That's it for this episode. Hey, if you like this, let me know. If you got some ideas of stuff you want me to check out or talk about, feel free to share that in Facebook poster, YouTube post, post whatever, Instagram, all that other stuff. All that stuff you young whippersnappers use. Uh, and we'll try our best to get into that. All right. We will check you later.